This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Taking a look at the issues surrounding the health and well-being of our LGBTIQ plus communities. This is Well, 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 brought to you by the team from Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. Here on Well, 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 we delve into the issues impacting and surrounding the health and well-being of our gender, sex and sexuality diverse communities. I'm your host, Jack Ranjanan, and this week on the show, we're heading to Adelaide in light of Samash's new workshop series. Positive Aging for Positive People aims to support people 45 years and older living with HIV in developing skills, social connections, and self-empowerment, which are integral to aging well. The project is supported by a Positive Aging Fellowship Grant from the Office for Aging Well, and will be joined shortly by the Office's Executive Director, Cassie Mason, to discuss the Office's history, their involvement with LGBTIQ plus communities and people living with HIV, and more. That's all coming up this week on Well, Well, Well. You're getting well, well, well with the team from Thorn Harbour Health. So I'm Cassie Mason. Um, I'm the Executive Director of the Office for Ageing Well. Uh, we're an office uh, within the Department for Health and Wellbeing, uh, but we are established under legislation to, with a clear mandate to support all South Australians to age well. So we do a whole range of projects, programs um, uh, based on that, uh, particularly uh, around state ageing policy, retirement villages, adult safeguarding, um, aged care strategy and South Australian Seniors Card. And we also have a range of community grants which we get to administer. So it's quite a diverse job, but really aimed around supporting older South Australians. Tell me a little bit about the uh, Positive Aging Fellowship Grants, how they were established, um, how they've evolved, um, and I guess how the program looks now. Absolutely. So these grants have been around for quite some time uh, in various iterations. Originally, they were just positive ageing grants. Uh, and a few years ago, we added the fellowship component. Um, the positive ageing grants are uh, one-off grants that are up to $40,000 to um, ageing specific to organisations who really are supporting older, older people um, based on the priorities of our state ageing plan. So around, you know, projects that support meaningful connections, home and community, tackling ageism, navigating change, um, uh, inclusivity, diversity, all of those sorts of things that really support older people. Um, so I mentioned up, up to $40,000, but the, um, the fellowship component is uh, really great for these particular grants because we engaged the Australian Centre for Social Innovation a few years ago to actually take on that real mentoring role to ensure the sustainability of grants. We provide one-off funding, uh, but it's a really about you know, mentoring organisations as part of their project to support sustainability, to look at you know, what, developing a theory of change, so why are they doing this project, what do they really need to do to get it done, and what does that outcome end up looking like. And the great part about the fellowship component is also the capacity building across organisations that are involved um, in the grant. So we have a number of grant recipients each year and some of those and those workshops um, with Taxi include working together and you know, meeting each other and developing networks as well, which is a fantastic part of the grant program. I guess what have been some of the programs um, that uh have particularly perhaps excited you or the office um, that have come out of these fellowship grants uh, more recently? 
oh look, we, we have such a diverse range of them, um, which, are, which I think are really, really important in terms of actually connecting, connecting people uh, with each other and actually supporting positive ageing you know, on the ground in particular communities. So we've got a whole, a whole range of, of grants. The, the organisations that actually come to work together really um, deeply think about co-designing projects with the people that you know, their, their project is actually aimed to support um, to actually affect positive change, but also ongoing change in their communities too. Would you be able to speak to different ways in which the office and the office's work through some of these fellowship grants help support diverse communities, potentially First Nations or um, culturally and linguistically diverse communities, if there's any work that might come to mind? Certainly our projects are always involved. Uh, we do seek out um, projects that do support diverse communities. Um, that was a really important part of our state ageing plan to make sure that we are hearing the voices of diverse uh, diverse communities and then actually doing work that does that does support. Um, some of the organisations that we do support have been, um, uh, and I'm not, I can't remember whether it was a positive ageing fellowship grant or, or one of our different grants, but was supporting um, refugee men yeah. um, to actually, and particularly from some of those communities where, um, you know, they've arrived in Australia under some, you know, some significantly um, difficult circumstances. Yeah. They might be socially isolated. They don't necessarily speak English very well. Yeah. They don't know what the culture is, you know, the, around, you know, here, but actually creating connections with them through men's shed type um, activities yeah. um, to actually both, um, educate them around, you know, what, what, what's around in South Australia, what's one what of those sorts of things that, um, you know, are available, but also create those connections um, because we know that social isolation is one of those really um, critical factors that uh, doesn't support ageing well. Um, you know, loneliness, I think, kills more people than smoking is the new research. Um, so some of those, so particularly, yeah, you know, refugee um, men, yeah. um, that you know have come through those kind of activities. The other things, you know, we do support local councils to provide a whole range of, of um, age-friendly SA grants to actually, uh, because we know people want to age better in their own homes and communities, and they, you know, they don't want to. They so they want to have those connections so they actually can remain at home. So actually connecting people um, and intergenerational projects and and this was a specific LGBTIQ um, community-focused one, but we did run, uh, we did support. Um, uh, Coda SA with a project around um, uh, conversations, intergenerational conversations about um, care and palliative care and dying, and how and uh, because we know they're really hard conversations to have, but are really important ones in terms of ensuring that people's wishes can be upheld because we know people do want to die at home, um, and they're uncomfortable conversations, but actually supporting. Um, uh, projects that actually can start, you know, can have some of those um, conversations has been really, really important. Um, likewise, having, the, you know, supporting projects, and again, I don't think it's through a fellowship grant, um, but through one of our grant programs around um, uh, completing advanced care planning mm -hmm. um, and advanced care directives. And so making sure people, you know, are having those conversations, so working with local councils about drawing, drawing that out. Um, Pets is, is another one we've supported. You know, we know people going into aged care. Um, one of the really upsetting things for them is um, losing their pet. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, having some projects around, you know, how do we connect people with, you know, with pets and animals as they're going into aged care. So, you know, we, we support so many projects each year. We've got the range of different grant pro programs that we, that we support, such a diverse range of organisations to do really interesting projects that are really targeted on um, supporting, you know, their particular cohort of people, um, whether it's their community, you know, whether it's their local community or their, you know, 
community of like-minded people um, or particular circumstances to actually, you know, how do we have a project that can actually support that engagement, that supports that connection. And, and I think particularly meaningful connections um, is the really critical part of the project as well because that's one of the things that um, is, is truly important because people, a lot, you know, people have said uh, programs and projects aimed at older people are really boring. Uh, because they're very stereotyped, they're about cups of tea and, you know, everything is about, you know, um, those sorts of things. And people don't like ageing because they don't like the stigma attached with ageing. Um, you know, because you feel like the same person you were at 20, you're interested in the same things that you've always been involved in. And just because you're an old person, you get lumped in a group to have a cup of tea with other old people, that's really, <laughs> you know, that might work. But actually, you know, it, often it is boring and uninspiring. And so actually creating projects um, and uh, pieces of work that connect people on that meaningful level because they share interests, they share experiences, they share um, all of those sorts of things that make them people um, is a really critical part of our office. You were talking before we were rolling about how you've been bouncing around the state um, through this week. Mm -hmm. um, and I imagine part of uh, the office's work is also supporting, you mentioned people wanting to live at home and live, I guess, within their communities. Um, I, are there ways in which uh, the office perhaps supports regional or rural communities um, to age in ways that um, maybe would be different to say someone living in a, in a metro area? Are there differences there? Look, there absolutely are, and I think regional areas do um, create a lot of challenges in terms of access to services, but also accesses, access to, you know, um, community sometimes because uh, they can be smaller communities and so if you're perhaps a bit different to you know other members of the community being able to find your tribe mm -hmm. um, being able to pe find the people who have got like you know like interests or like experiences yeah. um, and you know sometimes you know small communities do have um, you know some more stigma attached to to people who aren't you know what you know the mainstream community community is and so I think there's a whole range of challenges associated with that um, we've done some work with Coder SA around um, uh, supporting them to try and engage with regional communities to really find out some of those particular key issues associated with ageing well there, um, which, which we know can be an ongoing challenge. And we always do try and support a whole range of projects that come into us for, through our grant programs, specifically targeting you know, regional communities, um, which I think is, is really important because some of those challenges that people experience here are exacerbated just because of location, proximity to services and just you know the small nature of some, some communities. I guess let's uh, speak a little bit about um, LGBTIQA plus and, and people living with HIV. Are there other projects say beyond Coder SA? Because I imagine that might've been Rainbow Horizons, I think it was. Yeah, called. so we've done quite a, we've done a few projects with, with Rainbow Horizons and, and, and Coder. Yep. Uh, we also have been over the last couple of years supporting the uh, Better Together Conference yep. in, uh, in South Australia, which has been a fantastic opportunity. Uh, so not a project in and of itself, mm. but an opportunity for us to actually um, uh, provide free tickets for seniors card members. Yep. Uh, so we had 100 free tickets that we sponsored um, to go to that conference uh, the last, uh, when it was here in a couple of months ago, uh, which was fantastic in that it um, enabled people who wouldn't necessarily have been able to get along to the conference, yep. uh, but a really great opportunity for learning and to really set our office up as an ally to the LGBTI plus community um, to then, you know, hopefully encourage when people are, you know, I spoke a little bit at that conference um, about our office. And so I really hope that, um, you know, 
organisations supporting LGBTIQ plus communities are um, encouraged to actually apply for grants with us, which I think would be fantastic because I think the more that we can um, support diverse communities to do a whole range of things that will then um, uh, create a, a sense of agency around people's own ageing yep. experience to support connections, um, to then you know, encourage ageing well, that absolutely supports um, you know, what our office's vision is to support all South Australians to age well. And I think, you know, we know that um, members of the LGBTIQ plus community often aren't ageing well as others because of a whole range of um, issues, including stigma and discrimination, um, which are compounded within ageism and, you know, all of those other things. And so, you know, the more our office can do um, to support, support people ageing well in those communities, I think is, is fantastic. So the more... Um, people who come in with projects, project ideas through our grant programs uh, would be fabulous. We've spoken a, a bit about, at this point, LGBTIQ plus communities, but I suppose around people living with HIV in South Australia, um, what has been uh, maybe some of the history of the office, uh, the history of the work the office has done uh, to support people living with HIV in, in South Australia? Um, and um, let's start with that. Have the office, has the office worked with um, people living with HIV before? Not specifically, um, and it was really interesting. I went to a conference a couple of years ago uh, where I had never really considered the issue previously. Um, it, our office doesn't specifically work with health per se because mm -hmm. we're about ageing, yeah. um, but I listened to a talk which was a really, um, I guess, eye-opening moment around the fact that people living with HIV didn't necessarily expect to be ageing. When they first got that diagnosis, they expected it to be a death sentence. They, perhaps their doctors said, go out, spend all your money, um, you know, live large now because you won't be around. But what we've, you know, what we've seen now is actually people are, you know, it's being managed as a chronic condition rather than a death sentence, so people are ageing. Yep. But the unfortunate part of that is often they're not ageing as well because they don't have, you know, they might have spent all their money so they don't have the financial resources to age well. Yep. They also um, face those compounding factors of the social discrimination and you know, other perhaps um, health conditions as well. And so I think um, even though our office hasn't had an opportunity um, necessarily to, to interact or do projects with um, the HIV positive people specifically, it's, it's been one of those things that after I heard that, I'm like, actually, that's a really key group that, you know, that, we, that would be great to be involved with to actually support ageing well because often you know, it, it hasn't been necessarily considered before and it hasn't been a particular topic and it hasn't been um, highlighted mm. as, as, as an issue that actually we need, to, we need to get around. It is literally one of those things that was actually, uh, and I kind of just stumbled across the session, like mm. I hadn't even meant to go. Yeah. And I went and I came out just going, wow, like, could you imagine, like, you know, like could you imagine that not thinking you're gonna age? So, not doing any planning for it because yeah. the rest of you know society is saying you must plan for aging you must put your super in you must do this you must do that you must put on your face creams to so you don't so yeah. you you know so that you support your aging world journey and we've got a whole group of people who are told don't do that spend your money and now they're actually like hang on this is 20 years down the track i am aging what then What's do next? we what do we do to support people in those situations because it was us as a community that actually you know said don't worry about it yeah. Now, how do we how do we support um, their ageing world journey? Well, to that point, um, I suppose what aspects of the Positive Ageing for Positive People project is the office keen to see come to fruition? Oh, look, I love the fact that we're doing it. I love the fact that you know we were able that this project um, has got one of our 
Positive Aging Fellowship Grants um, because I think it is a real opportunity for people to connect, for people to um, develop social connections, that real sense of agency over their ageing journey. Um, I love the fact that it's co-designed and so um, you know that those workshops might evolve based on what people say is actually really important to them. Yeah. Um, and so I think, and also then actually being part of the fellowship component of the Positive Aging Fellowship Grants to be able to capacity build um, with organize, other organisations that are doing projects to support ageing because they've probably never thought about um, people, with, uh, people with HIV who are ageing either because it's yep. not part of their usual business. Yep. Um, so to actually build those connections and networks and actually have this as a visible issue in the community um, and as a project that actually can promote something really um, I had to say positive, <laughs> but, but it is, you know, a really positive project that can actually support um, people to, to connect and feel positive and feel like they've got uh, um, something to contribute uh, to others as they age as well. So I think, you know, the fact that our office can be a part of it, the fact that I think this um, that has really um, the opportunity to present really tangible benefits for people um, and then capacity build across the other organisations that are coming and doing the workshops as well, um, I think is a, is a really fantastic thing. So I'm feeling really great about this project and uh, I'm really happy that, that our office gets to be a part of it. The office's role within the, I understand it's the South Australian Government's Department for Health and Wellbeing. Um, how is that, the role that the office plays within that department, how has that evolved maybe over the last few years and how do you see it evolving over the next five or ten years? Yeah, look, it's certainly um, expanded over the last few years. Um, so when I, when I started a few years ago, we were a reasonably small office sitting uh, within, so we are, we are established under legislation, so we've got clear statutory functions, but we sit within the department. Uh, we also sit uh, as the ageing portfolio within a very large health department. So we were kind of a very small office off to the side. Um, and I think one of the I'll let's say benefits of COVID over the last few years um, was that our office actually got to, to lead um, the COVID response for aged care for the state. So um, that really increased uh, our reach out to um, the community, uh, but also aged care providers who we don't normally necessarily interact with, but also our profile and um, connections across uh, the Department of Health and also and government more broadly as well. Um, so during that period of time, we also uh, added our adult safeguarding unit, which is actually the first unit of its kind in the country, uh, which is established under legislation to um, respond to reports of abuse uh, of any adult who may be vulnerable. So it started off with elder abuse that included people with a disability and now anybody who may be vulnerable for any range of reasons, if they're experiencing abuse, um, can make a report to it anybody can make a report to our office and we've got a mandatory uh, response role to actually work with that person to put in place safeguard supports in line with their uh, wishes and, and unique circumstances. So that's really expanded our office, uh, doubling it in size as well. Um, and I think also uh, through the projects that we've been able to be involved in over the last few years, we've really tried to increase the diversity of the projects um, and also sponsorships that we do to actually promote uh, our messaging and, and our key, um, you know, one of our key things that we do is to, around tackling ageism. And we've got campaigns, we've got messaging, we've got language, a whole range of work that we do. And so being able to increase our profile of our office um, has been able to then increase um, being able to get that message out to lots and lots of people, which, um, so I hope that over the next five to 10 years that we can really increase, you know, improve doing that because 
Aging is something we all need to think about. We should all have a vested self-interest in aging well. Um, and But to do that, we actually have to have it as an issue that's out on the table that we talk about. We need to call out ageism. Mm. We need to actually seek out people and communities who aren't necessarily aging as well and think about what do we do um, to actually support that aging journey to be better. So I really hope that over the next five to 10 years, that's that, you know, we can increase our profile, increase our reach, increase people's understanding and knowledge of our office so that they can work with us uh, or we can work with them, probably more specifically, um, to really, to really um, uh, implement the priorities of our state plan uh, because they are the things that, you know, we went out to over 1,500 people across the state and I said, you know, what are the important things when it comes to ageing well for you and what are the things that get in the way? And overwhelmingly, um, we, we're told the same things. And we did try, really try and seek out a whole range of diverse communities, you know, yep. gender and sexually diverse communities, Aboriginal communities, cold communities, people in regional areas. And even though we spoke to such a diverse range of people, the priorities were the same. And so we know that those priorities, you know, meaningful connections, you know, home and community, navigating change, and then those, um, you know, the enablers particularly tackling ages are important to everybody. And so the more that we can increase um, everybody's awareness of those and, and us all working together on the same priorities, that's how you shift the needle and actually create change across a community. So that's my 10-year plan. <laughs> Cassie, thank you very much for your time. No worries, thanks so much. From HIV to COVID-19, STIs and everything in between, you're listening to Well, Well, Well on Joy and the Community Radio Network. That's all for the show this week. Thank you so much for joining us. If you missed part of this episode or want to catch up on previous episodes, you can find them on the Joy website, joy.org.au slash well. If you have any questions or suggestions for topics for us to discuss, you can email us well at joy.org.au. But that is it for this week. Thank you again so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to Well, 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 supported by Thorn Harbour Health on Joy and the Community Radio Network. For more LGBTIQ plus health and wellbeing and much more, check out Thorn Harbour on social media at Thorn Harbour or via the website thornharbour.org. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.